All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it. And yeah, that's a new theme because this is a new year for the podcast. We started this show one year ago. Uh, actually, in a few days, it'll be one year ago. But March 1st seemed like a good time to actually... Uh, go ahead and start celebrating we got a whole bunch of things planned and along with that new music which by the way let me know how you like it because i'm still toying with it um but i wanted to get it going right away but i am going to be continuing to revise and uh, do all kinds of things to the show from the artwork to the layout to the website everything in between uh, but with that said, I do want to remind you, as always, please make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can rate and review us on iTunes. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Go to our website, PiecingPod.com, and sign up for the mailing list. That's enough things to tell you to do right now. Let's jump into today's episode. Uh, today, we are talking about Happy Death Day to You, which is just a great title when it comes down to it. Um, the first Happy Death Day really kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think anybody was expecting much out of it. Um, but in this new one, uh, our heroine Tree uh, wakes up after reliving the same day over and over again uh, to find out that she is in a parallel universe and uh, all kinds of crazy stuff happens. It's a great little twist on the first one. Um, this is a total genre bend and we get into a whole bunch of puzzle pieces that come from a whole bunch of different areas of the world and history of film. Uh, it's a really fun conversation with returning co-host, film critic Josh Bell. All right, so back with us again, we've got Josh Bell hates everything. How you doing, Josh? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, man. Uh, I'm I'm excited to talk about this movie. It was a fun one. Um, happy Death Day to you. Yes. Um. So, you know, first thing I want to say is uh, just ahead of time, my notes are a little bit of a mess because I saw this right before uh, leaving for my trip to Miami, or we did a live Bird Road, and um. Now I'm back, and I was scrambling this morning to put my notes in order, but I, I, I think I got something. All right. Together. Yeah, I have something, too, yeah. so we'll see if we can make something <laughs> out of those two somethings. Yeah, we'll, we'll do something with yes. the something. Yes, Um. So first thing I wanted to ask you before we start jumping into puzzle pieces uh -huh. and whatnot, um, you contacted me and said, hey, if you want to do Happy Death Day to you, I'm down. What is it about this movie that uh, you know stuck out to you? I mean, it's fun. I liked the first one, mm -hmm. and I was excited about seeing this one. I think uh, on the, the segment I do on TV, um, there were a few times when we, we get like a few seconds at the end to fill, and the, the host will say, oh, what is coming up that you're looking forward to? And I always blank on that. And yeah. so for some reason, every time for like a month or two, all I said was, oh, happy death day, too, because <laughs> that was all I could think of. And so when it finally came out, she's like, oh, you were really looking forward to this, weren't you? Yeah. And and I mean, I, I kind of was. So yeah, it's 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 a formulaic kind of idea that's executed very well, I think, is the thing about this movie. Yeah. Uh, and both of the movies. Right. Uh, the first right. and the second one, and probably the potential third one. Which will um, happen, I have a yes, feeling. Yeah. Uh, this definitely ends with the, with the setup for that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just, it has a good sense of humor about itself. Um, it's not... I mean, it, it follows a lot of uh, horror cliches in a way, but one of the things about the first one especially is that the, the main character is not 
a dumb horror movie protagonist. Like she's very proactive. Mm. She's always figuring stuff out and, you know, taking action right away to do something to get out of her predicament. So I like that about these movies that they're smart about what they are. And, and Jessica Roth, who plays the main character is just fantastic in these movies. She's She's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's surprising that she's not bigger than she is. I mean, it, I, has she done much between the last one and this? I, mean, I don't know. A couple um, things, probably. I, yeah, but... I, but I mean, I agree with you. I think this should be a bigger launching pad for her. And these movies have made a lot of money. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like they're obscure or anything. I think, you know, maybe she just needs to find the right part and it could yeah. be, you know, something big for her. So, but yeah, she's great. She really carries these movies. Absolutely. Um, right on. Well, why don't we just jump right in? What do you got for your first puzzle piece? Well, I'll start with the most obvious one, which is probably something that you have as well but we have to really mention it uh related to this movie and that's groundhog day Mm -hmm. um which is a movie that uh in the first movie the characters explicitly reference which you can't really do a story like this without referencing it i think you you either have to like get it out of the way and say something or you have to like very consciously avoid it right um so yeah so they definitely mention that uh in the first one they don't mention it in the second one but the time loop idea wasn't invented by that movie but is really that's the one that people think of the most when you end up with something like this repeating the same day or the same time period over and over again right and the comedy aspect you know these movies are horror or sci-fi but they're definitely comedies and so um there's there's a lot of that same uh the jokes about how she kind of interacts with people um once she knows exactly what they're gonna do and you know she's able to confront like uh you know the guy the the that is like her ex or that she slept with who's gay and doesn't realize it and sort of like the ned ryerson of these movies where she's just like look here's the deal now leave me alone yeah um so, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say about Groundhog Day? I think the filmmakers would would acknowledge that that's obviously something that they, uh, you know, are emulating or trying sure. not to emulate, you know, too closely at certain points. And, and Groundhog Day is great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, it's great. You know, obviously, that would have been one for the first one, as it is for the second one. It's great that they were able to find some new ways to, to continue to um, add to that time loop. And so that way... It's not totally just repeating the same thing. They they managed to find new things to add in there and to, you know, keep it fresh rather than it just being like, oh, it's the first one, but just more. Right. And I think <laughs> I was I was skeptical about that idea. Sure. That like, oh, does this movie need a sequel? And then at the beginning, when you realize they're sending her back to the same day, like, how are we just gonna see the same thing played out again? But yeah. but yeah, they they add enough kind of wrinkles to it that it doesn't just feel like we're seeing the same movie again. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's funny, we uh, someone contacted me about the possibility of doing a Breaking It Apart on Groundhog's Day, and we may do it, yeah. um, but I'm also thinking that a lot of the same movies that we're going to talk about today are going to pop up. Right, I mean, know? there's a whole list. I feel like I could have just come in and, and listed a bunch of different time loop type movies, yeah. and, and I have a couple others that are similar, but, um, but yeah, that concept has really... You know, and and you can approach it in serious ways, in scary ways, in funny ways, and it's sure. it's got a lot of potential to it. Sure, absolutely. Well, um, right on for my first puzzle piece. I'm gonna go a little different direction. Um, it's a movie, uh, and there's other examples of this out there. This was the first one that popped in my mind, though. Uh, movies where 
um, the genre changes in the sequel, and so I went with Aliens. Oh, yeah. As a total yeah. change up from the formula of the original Alien movie, uh, going from hard, you know, more straight up horror to an action movie. And in this, we're going like from a kind of a horror comedy to an action comedy with romance and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, as well, that science, kinda, science fiction-y, especially yeah. towards the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think it pulls it off really well. Um, and I had written that down in my notes before I heard this, but I also uh, saw a interview with uh, Jason Bloom saying that he would love to change genres again in the third one if they do it. So I'm not quite sure where that's yeah. going to go, but. Um, Sure, I, I, I think I think uh, the Happy Death Day series could definitely be uh, a place for exploring genres all know, over yeah. the place. Like Maybe a, a superhero movie or something. I don't know. Jessica Roth needs a big, uh, big role. Right? Why, why not? not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Bloom's superhero films. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they definitely at the end are teasing a, a, a wider kind of sci-fi uh, universe or whatever. But yeah. but this movie has sci-fi really throughout from the start. Yeah. I mean, you get that device thing really right at the beginning of this movie. And sure. Um, yeah, I mean, but I'm curious to see what they would do with it in a in a third movie and what kind of genre they might bring in. That it's, would be fun. It's funny, actually. Now you mentioned that the uh, the sci-fi device, um, you know, that in the first one, they never quite really explain why she's in a time loop. There's like uh, thematic reasons, but not like an actual reason. Um, and so in this one, it's like, oh, there's actually a time machine on campus. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we didn't is, know. Yeah, Which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I, I was fine in the first one. It's like, we don't need an explanation sure. for it. It's fine. Yeah. But if they're going to do that, they might as well just go full on ridiculousness yeah. with it. Why so, not? Yeah, yeah. Why freaking not? I like that. <laughs> so what's your next puzzle? Point? All right. Well, I'll stick to the obvious and go with another movie that the characters themselves reference. And that's Back to the Future. Absolutely. Um, although in the, I think they, they mentioned specifically Back to the Future 2. Yes. In this movie, but I think the original is more uh, relevant here. I mm -hmm. mean, Back to the Future 2 has a lot of like cluttered different, you know, we're traveling to this time and then this other time and this guy did this thing. And, you know, whereas the first Back to the Future really has the idea of you're in the wrong time and you need to get back to where you came from. And right. that's really the concept of this movie. She's in the wrong sort of alternate timeline and she needs to get back to her own timeline. Yeah. And, you know, she needs to convince these people who she knows, but they don't know that they know her, you yeah. know, much, much <laughs> like Marty and Doc Brown, yeah, you know, yeah. she needs to convince them that they do know her and she knows what they're doing and here's how they can help her. And they kind of really throw themselves into it you know these science geek kids once they are students college students once they understand that she's you know genuine and not crazy they get really excited about the idea of you know the equations and making their their time machine thing work right. and i think that was very very doc brown when he realized oh my god my time machine that i'm gonna invent works <laughs> yeah so you know and i think that that kind of 80s ish, and I have I have one, uh, two more actually on here that kind of relate to that. But that that the the sort of uh, goofy uh, sci-fi comedy uh, aspect, you know, it, tone wise, I think this this very much wants to emulate Back to the Future. Absolutely, and uh, now I could be wrong about this. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Back to the Future too, um, but I think the reason a lot of people are bringing up the second one specifically is because of the way. 
uh, that they're referencing the first one in in the second right. one, and, like they know they've been in this situation right. before, right. and so that's yeah. probably where that comes from. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I think plot wise, this mm. movie more closely resembles the first Back to yeah, the Future. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that does make sense, and and I have I have some more about that later too. <laughs> right on. <laughs> right on. Um, okay, my my next one. Okay, so I'm gonna get this one out of the way now. Uh, I, I, again, kind of like when I brought up aliens, I think there's other examples of this particular thing. Uh, but the first one that came to mind, uh, and the idea is of the character tree, um, needing to like really memorize everything and study her ass off was legally blonde. The, uh, studying, <laughs> yeah. the studying, uh, right, montage. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, yeah. I know there's other examples of like the hot blonde girl who isn't necessarily known for being smart, but she's right. got to like work her ass off and yeah. really learn stuff. And uh, they're expecting a lot out of tree here to yeah. memorize all these science equations, which she's just some just regular old college girl. You right. Know? Right. Um, and so, yeah, that, that Legally Blonde was the first example. I don't know if you have any other examples like that, but um, of, of that kind of study. Yeah, thing. I don't know. Specific. I was looking up some some college comedies mm. uh, to, to relate to something else um, that I have. But um, the only other one I can think of, and I, I don't know if there's any specifically like studying related stuff but yeah. the the house bunny with Anna Ferris which is definitely oh, yeah. another movie about like sort of a hot blonde college student who is underestimated by people sure and I, I definitely think tree is that kind of character definitely where you know people dismiss her especially in the first movie dismiss her as this sorority girl um who doesn't have anything going on for her but she's really like very smart and resourceful yeah um but i i don't remember all the plot details of that that <laughs> yeah. movie so i can't say for sure i don't even remember if i've seen it yeah but, uh... i have seen it but it's i mean i saw it when it was first out and it's so it's been a while yeah all right well i'm gonna put the house pony down all right what is your next real puzzle? Piece, All right. Though? So my next one, uh, and this relates to what we were just talking about, about the characters being aware of sort of repeating their patterns. Mm. And the next thing I have is Scream 2, um, which is a movie that's all about the characters knowing that they are in a sequel. Absolutely. And what do you do in a sequel and how do you follow the rules? And I mean, in this movie, the characters aren't self-aware about being in a movie, mm -hmm. um, but they're definitely, Tree at least, is very self-aware about being in a new iteration of this thing that she already experienced yeah and and again going through it uh and just kind of like tossing off what she needs to say or do to the stuff that she already dealt with in the first movie again yeah. like the the closeted gay guy and things like that and you know that 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 level of self-awareness that that the movie has also where it's kind of like hey we know you saw this already but now we're going to show you some a different approach to it yeah, yeah um is and and of course the the horror sequel as well sure. i mean scream those movies keep the same sort of genre and tone throughout. They're all slasher movies, whereas this movie, it's, I mean, there's the slasher aspect to this sequel, but it's very, very toned down and it's kind of in the background. And that's almost part of the joke, like, oh God, also this stupid killer is on the loose. We yeah. got to deal with that too. Yeah, yeah, it's you such know. an afterthought. Right, it's, right. It's there though, and I got to deal with it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, but which is funny again, because she's like, oh no, now we got to go over to the hospital because the guy's going to kill people. Yeah. I guess we got to <laughs> deal with that too. Um, so I think there's that, that kind of uh, fun self-awareness to this movie. Absolutely. Um, you know, just going right along with Scream 2, I'm going to do another uh, self-referential horror movie, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Um, another, you know, kind of deconstructing the genre type thing. Um, you know, the characters understand the concept of being in a, uh, you know, a horror movie and uh, dealing with 
dealing with their situation of being in that situation of something that they've seen on screen before, referencing movies and whatnot. Um, another movie I haven't seen in quite a while, though, Cabin in the Woods. I yeah. remember seeing it and thinking, oh, my God, this is blowing my mind. But then it kind of went yeah. out of my mind for a little bit. <laughs> it's very clever. I I saw it again when it was first out, and I haven't since then. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, a clever deconstruction kind of thing. And, and I think the fun thing about Cabin in the Woods is that if you don't know that it's that, you yeah. can watch the whole first probably half of that movie and just it just seems like a throwback retro horror movie until you eventually realize what it's doing, which exactly. is fun for it. Yeah, exactly. And also a mix of genres as well. Yes. Because... Uh, yeah, it goes off the rails at the end. It <laughs> it's does. a sci-fi. Yes, yes, so, yes. Yeah, definitely got that mix in there as well. Um, so that was a quick one, but we'll still go to you for uh, next puzzle piece. Okay. Um, well, my next one, talking about these kind of uh, 80s sci-fi comedies, uh, my next pick is Peggy Sue Got Married, um, right. which is a movie in which uh, a character travels back to her own life uh, more than one day, but you know, Kathleen Turner traveling back to when she's a teenager. Um, but especially the idea of going into this alternate timeline where a loved one who was dead is now alive. Yeah. And in that movie, it's her grandmother and she has those moments. You know, there's something in, ha in Happy Death Day where Tree goes to lunch with her parents and she's so overwhelmed with emotion seeing her mother and the mother is like, what are you doing? And there's definitely a scene in Peggy Sue Got Married where, where Kathleen Turner like talks to her grandmother on the phone and she's just like completely overwhelmed with, oh my God, you're still alive. Yeah. Um, and also reevaluating kind of her life choices of the the romance like did i want to get together with this guy was that the best thing you know and we've got the the sort of star-crossed romance here between tree and uh Israel Broussard's character, whose name I have forgotten, um, but where they get together in the first movie, but now in this timeline, he's dating her fellow sorority sister, and she yeah. has to figure all that out. So it's it's just a day apart as opposed to these like decades apart or whatever. But yeah. I think there's that similar like the nostalgia almost, and also the the reevaluating of like what have I chosen in life and what is the right thing, and having to sacrifice one thing for another thing. Heavy themes in this uh, yeah, Bloomhouse production. Yeah, kind of are, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I was thinking, um, you know, obviously I'm not a, uh, you know, millennial or 20-something-year-old kid, but I'm, I'm imagining when we see that alternate uh, alternate dimension and uh, he is with the, the sorority sister, I'm imagining there must have been a pretty big reaction from younger audience members who are probably, like, really invested in it. Right. Um, it brings me back to like scream and whatnot back when I was, you know, that age and like, what it would have been like if they just like threw a totally mixed up timeline at me like whoa, you know, <laughs> it must have been pretty fun. Yeah, I think I mean, I'm trying to think I, I saw this at a at a preview screening. So there's a good size audience. I don't remember if there was that kind of reaction. But I think anything like that, people get really invested in the relationships, you know, and so to to see that totally. wrench thrown into it is is uh, does get a reaction. And I'm glad you brought up Peggy Sue got married. I mean, I, I hadn't thought of that one. I haven't seen that in like a million years. Uh, but I was trying to think of movies where yeah, they have that choice to make between the different, uh, the different realities you know right. trying to make that difficult decision right and it's very much in that movie like does she want to stay in this new reality that she's like kind of created for herself or will she return sure. to her old life absolutely all right on uh my next puzzle piece this one uh deals mainly with the opening uh and this is with uh the character of ryan who we find out 
as uh, the one running this um, this time machine right. and who's caused all this all this you know madness to happen. And then we find out that the first iteration of the killer within this movie, not in the first movie, is himself sent yes. back to kill himself. Yes. So that made me think of Looper. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought about that. <laughs> I didn't put it, but yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Another classic time loop movie. Uh, and uh, again, this is just for that whole opening twenty minutes or whatever. Right. Um, but but yeah, Ryan having to. Uh, having to try to kill himself to stop his own activities in right. time travel right. or his whatnot. hubris yes <laughs> yeah the hubris of ryan yeah who, who would have thought that after the first one that's another example of uh, just totally throwing off expectations from the first one right you know? right yeah. and I, I mean i like that i almost was disappointed when it shifted back to the original day because i was like what if this movie was just about ryan this that would time wild yeah and as much as i love jessica roth and she's fantastic here like i kind of like that idea of switching gears there and also they never really explain why the second ryan is there to no. kill the other Ryan. They absolutely don't. They're they've got bigger things on their mind. Yeah. But uh <laughs> but I, it, it works though. It's a fun setup. I also uh I also liked like the whole first few minutes of the movie where you kind of already are a hundred percent aware, oh, this is gonna be our time loop. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like the dog jumping out or whatever yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, this is <laughs> this is totally a new time loop. Like yes. we're in it. We're yeah. in it right away. It was it was it was very cute. Yeah, but I, I mean, in a, in a way that, that draws you in, especially if you're familiar with the first movie, like you said, you're like, oh, I can see what's going on here. Yep. And then they kind of switch it up a bit, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. What's your next puzzle piece? Um, well, again, I was trying to think of the the right, the, the tone of this movie, which, again, is those sort of like 80s, like a teen sex comedy that's also about sci-fi. Mm -hmm. And what I came up with was Weird Science. Okay. Um, which is, I think, maybe not exactly what I was looking for, but um, does have that that same like super goofy tone, yeah. And the the nerdy guys who are like awkward, and I mean that's kind of the secondary scientist characters in this movie. That's not Tree at all, sure. But you know who kind of sit in this in this isolated room and invent some weird thing that makes no sense in yeah. reality, <laughs> but in the movie is 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 sort of the central idea. Um, and of course, I mean, they conjure up a woman and I mean, none of yeah. that is, is, is here, <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I would be surprised if, if the makers of this film weren't looking back to not only back to the future, but, but that whole era of films, it feels like there were a lot of movies in that time. One, one movie I saw cited a bunch that I've never seen. So I didn't, put down but is real genius with Val Kilmer mm. um, and I haven't seen it so I, I can't say for sure but it, it's also from that same time period and I think has that same mix of sci-fi and like wacky teen you know hijinks going on so sure. that was that was what I came up with yeah no that, that's great and funny enough I had written down weird science yeah and then erased it because <laughs> I haven't seen it in so long that I like didn't feel like I could back it up enough right so instead I wrote down hot tub time machine <laughs> Ah, and that's, I was actually thinking of that in the car on the way here, Yeah, but I figured I had kind of enough in that realm, yeah. but absolutely. Yes. Another just goofy take on the time travel and like, just, you know, just 
funny. You know, it's just funny, ridiculous people dealing with time travel. Um, Hot Dog Time Machine, of course, being almost like a parody of the the genre in a way. Right. Um, and this has plenty of jokes at the expense of time travel and of what it means and of time loop movies and all that stuff. So, yeah. I mean, it's clearly coming from somewhat of a similar headspace, you know, uh, but obviously with bigger themes wrapped around it, you know, just lots of little jokes inside. There were some themes in Hot Tub Time Machine about, you yeah. know, again, similar yeah. about like regret and whether you want to change your life or not. I, I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, but you heard it here, folks. Jo- <laughs> Josh Bell is standing up for Hot Tub Time I know, Machine. I, 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 I like Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine 2, <laughs> yeah. however, is a, is a piece of garbage. Okay. That is a horrible movie. <laughs> right. um, okay, so um, since I'm just going to make that Hot Tub Time Machine uh, combination there with your weird science, I'll go next All for right. another puzzle piece here. Um, so... As far as this one could kind of go more so for the first Happy Death Day, but since we weren't around as a podcast to cover (laughs) that, and certainly it still applies here, um, for the slasher elements of the film, Halloween. Sure. Um, Halloween, I feel like out of all of the slasher movies that are uh, pretty clearly being referenced here, I think Halloween is the biggest one um, as far as the tone and whatnot of these, uh, you know, young people getting murdered by a you know, mask wearing. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously that is much bigger aspect of the first one, which is certainly more of a slasher, um, a horror comedy, but more of a slasher. Whereas this one, like we said, we get further into sci-fi and whatnot and all these other ideas and everything. Um, but I still felt it was worth mentioning. And we also did mention happy death day and our Halloween breaking it apart episode. So I thought it was a good callback. Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. And I think they're very conscious of the whole slasher tradition in these movies. Um, and I mean, and going back to scream as well, um, you know, in, in, in scream, you have the ghost face. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the, another aspect that I hadn't even thought of with scream too, is the idea of the killer being a different, person under the same mask oh this that's time. true that's you know and true. that's definitely what we have we have baby face and that's what they're <laughs> kind of calling this killer and i think using that term they're very aware of that sort of something face as a horror tradition from Leatherface to the ghost face um and or i guess you call michael myers like the shape but you sure. know like you said the mask and you know i'm sure they spend a lot of time thinking about and designing that creepy baby mask that they use in these movies. So I'm about to lose a lot of horror cred right now, but I don't think I knew that he was the shape until uh, the most recent Halloween. Yeah. I, I did not know that, even though I love John Carpenter's score and everything. I just don't think I ever actually was aware of that. And another thing, now that I'm uh, admitting things about myself, <laughs> um, I don't think throughout the entire runtime of the first Happy Death Day, I recognized that that was a baby. Really? <laughs> like, I don't know what I thought it was. Huh. Like, it was just some weird mask, and yeah. I just didn't know what it was. But I realized in the second one, it made total sense. I was like, oh, yeah, that is a baby. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the school mascot. Right, And they, right. they make, I don't know if in the first one, but in this one, they make reference. They did. Like, who yeah. would choose a creepy baby as their mascot? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I think I was like, oh, yeah, that is a baby. Like, <laughs> right down in my notes. Right, yes, baby. <laughs> but, well, yeah, I mean, and, and that whole idea, I don't think the characters ever call the killer baby face right. in the movie. 
movie, but it's in the marketing all over the place. So, you know, they're definitely yeah. aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, what do you got for your next puzzle? Um, well, I'm going to combine two here because they're kind of very similar. And, okay. and, and this is going back to the time loop, but also time travel aspect. And, and, and as well as the, the double that we were just talking about that's in the first part of the movie, um, the character who comes back to, goes back to kill himself. And so at first I thought of Primer, which is a very serious movie. Sure. Uh, about amateur time travel um, and has kind of that that rickety, you know, self-made, homemade time machine, which this has a bit of that, yeah. uh, as well as lots of doubles and people running around trying to kill versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I thought of after that was a movie called The Infinite Man, which very few people I think have seen is an Australian film um, that I saw at the Las Vegas Film Festival a few years ago, which is out on Amazon Prime now. Um, mm-hmm. And it's basically like Primer as a romantic comedy. And the idea, it's this guy who wants to create this perfect romantic anniversary weekend for himself and his girlfriend, and he messes it up. And he also has made this amateur time machine. And so he keeps trying to go back in time to fix his mistakes related to his, you know, romantic uh, getaway or whatever, and ends up with like multiple versions of himself and his girlfriend all running around in the same location. It's very funny and just as intricate as Primer. I mean, also, you know, about halfway through the movie, you just kind of are like, I, you're not going to follow all the directions of it. But I think (laughs) that, that combination of the, the serious, you know, sci-fi thoughts and ideas and the doubles and the people trying to kill versions of themselves, but with the comedy twist on it, um, goes probably better here than primer does. Right on. Yeah. No, I, I'd never heard of that, but it, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds great. It sounds like a really fun movie. It is. Um, yeah. And yeah, primer I hadn't seen in a while, but, uh, you know, absolutely. That totally makes sense. Right. Yeah, definitely. That's one I would, uh, I would consider, I'm surprised I didn't think of that myself. Um, <laughs> but uh, right on, I, I only have one more, uh-huh. um, and it, it's a pretty obvious one, um, and that is Edge of Tomorrow, an- uh, yeah. another time classic yeah. time loop movie. Yeah. The reason I kept this one separate is uh, the uh, the idea of learning a little bit more each mm, time right. to try to fix the whole situation. Yeah. Each time having to go back through and... Uh, and add a little bit to the equation and whatnot, and learning a little bit more each time, and getting a little bit further each time. And I thought that 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 worked really well as a good parallel to this. More so than you know, there's obviously we could list off a dozen more uh, time travel and time loop movies right sure. now. But I felt like that closely mirrors the uh, the structure uh, of these two movies. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true, and 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 I think you're right about that. And and that's that's another movie. To, I mean, I guess this happens in Groundhog Day as well, where the main character starts out, and this is more for the first Happy Death Day, where the main character starts out as this kind of arrogant jerk, mm-hmm. and over the course of the time loops has to, you know, kind of grow and change and and appreciate things, and that's very much Tom Cruise's uh, character arc in Edge of Tomorrow, sure. as well as Trees in, in the first Happy Death Day. Absolutely. Um, 
So, well, I have two more, but one is just another time loop movie. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'll just mention quickly Before I Fall, um, starring Zoe Deutsch, which is really not that good of a movie. But I did see that. It's yeah, not really it. worth seeing, but it is another, it's a time loop movie and also one where the time loop occurs when the main character dies. Mm. Um, and I mentioned it just because it's another like kind of teen thing where she starts off as, as, as kind of arrogant mm. and has to learn a bit of humility. And it's actually really, really heavy-handed and kind yeah. of after-school special-ish. Uh, but uh, Zoe Deutsch is is always great. And like Jessica Roth, I think, kind of carries that movie. But it's not I, it's not a very good movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the last one I'll mention is Revenge of the Nerds, um, nice. which, again, I was looking at these kind of campus comedies. And, and really, especially in the, I guess, is it the finale or kind of the climax of this movie where they have to fool the dean yeah. and race across campus and they're trying to get the keys and it, it very much felt like this wacky you know <laughs> slobs versus snobs kind of thing with the with the uh you know apoplectic dean who doesn't like you kids yeah. and what are you doing i'm gonna shut you down kind yeah, of thing absolutely. um you know so it definitely made me think of revenge of the nerds and of course the 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 group of of uh, science geeks who made this time machine or maybe the 2019 version, the yeah. slightly less politically incorrect <laughs> version of uh, of the nerd fraternity that we had uh, back in the 80s. So, That's great. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to love those movies so much when I was a kid and uh, I'm surprised I didn't think of it. Uh, because, yeah, I was trying to think of some good, uh, some good collection of nerds saving right. the day movies. Right. So. Why didn't I go to the original? There you go. That's that's where it all comes from. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, let's do the finished puzzle. These are all the movies that we just discussed. And that includes, of course, Groundhog Day. And then Aliens, Back to the Future 2, and the original as well. Uh, Legally Blonde, The House Bunny, Scream 2, Cabin in the Woods, Peggy Sue Got Married, Looper, Weird Science, Hot Tub Time Machine, Halloween, Primer, the Infinite Man, Edge of Tomorrow, Before I Fall, and Revenge of the Nerds. A lot of uh, diverse influences for this silly uh, horror comedy. Absolutely, yeah. We, we've got we've got nerds, we've got slashers, we've got sci-fi, we've got action, we've got comedy, we've got a bunch yeah. of everything, which yeah. is absolutely the direction that they seem to have gone with Happy Death Day, too. You right. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that, that shows how sophisticated these movies actually are they are yeah they are i i i liked it a lot um i don't know if i i don't know if i liked it more or less than the original um i'm not sure i i'd have to wait and see to really give that a definitive um but that being said i definitely liked it a lot i, w I would definitely recommend people see the movie um i i hope they make a third one i saw someone on twitter say that it should be called happy death day tree Ah, Which yeah. Be, there you go. That'd yeah. be a pretty good pun right, right there. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I think I like the first one a little more. I mean, in part because it was surprising. Sure. You know, you didn't expect that it would be as clever uh, as it was. And now you go in kind of with that expectation. And also because sure. the premise, you get to the end of the first one and you're definitely not thinking, oh, there's a sequel here. Yeah. And so I think they you know, to their credit, probably succeeded, but they had to work a little harder to get to the point where the sequel was 
yeah like warranted and so it's it's not quite as fresh but but yeah i agree i would recommend people see it i mean see the first one first i sure, think absolutely. Um, but if you've seen the first one you'll definitely want to see this one and if you haven't seen the first one you should you definitely should i i didn't want to see it when it first came out and then i <laughs> i was bored one day i went and i was like wow they this is great yeah it's really fun yeah so yeah no i Great little series. Uh, definitely hope they continue with it. Yes. Um, right on. Yeah, I, I think that uh, about does it. Josh, do you want to uh, recommend anything? And then what do you got to plug? Uh, sure. Well, I'll recommend uh, a movie that is out now on VOD called Piercing, starring Mia Wasikowska and Christopher Abbott uh, from director writer-director Nicholas Pesci, who made a movie a year or two ago, I think, called The Eyes of My Mother which was a great, weird, weird horror movie. And this is another weird, weird horror movie that is almost sort of like a romance and uh, sort of a really dark comedy, but is very, very stylish, is, is, is an, uh, a tribute to Giallo movies in a lot of ways, um, but also kind of Brian De Palma-esque. And Christopher Abbott plays this guy who has these urges to uh, kill and so plans to uh, go to a hotel and hire a hooker to come to his hotel and then he's going to he's going to murder her to to fulfill his fantasies but she turns out to have really 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 twisted fantasies of her own and it's sort of this weird like love story between these two people who are both really aroused by murdering each other. Um, so I don't want to say too much more about that. It's very stylish. It's very fun. And it's the kind of movie I've just given too much away, but it's the kind of movie, if you go into it not knowing what it is, you will at every turn be like, what is happening here? Nice. So uh, it's really gotten very, very little attention. But I think between this and the eyes of my mother, this director is really one to watch. His next movie is a remake of The Grudge, which I'm not really super mm. excited about. But if anyone can bring something cool to it, I think he is the one. So check out Piercing on VOD. Great. Right on. And where can people find you? Oh, right. Yes. So Twitter at SignalBleed. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Josh Bell Hates Everything. Uh, joshbellhateseverything.com as well and uh, see me locally on channel 13 KTNV Friday mornings at 11 and Sunday evenings at 6.30 beautiful everybody check out all of Josh's stuff and yes. you'll be hearing a bunch from him this month because <laughs> as I was telling him before we hit record um, we recorded back in December episodes on Overlord and Vox Lux which just ended up getting put on hold until now. So we got a whole bunch of Josh Bell coming up this All month. Right. So don't get <laughs> sick of him. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. Thanks. This is Todd from iHeartGeek. We believe that anything you're passionate about is geek. And if you are a geek, you are family here. We record once a week and would love to have you join in our conversations. You can get hold of us at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Use the .com we paid extra for. It. You can get us at Twitter at iheartgeekshow. And you can always search us on our Facebook page as well. And keep on geeking on. All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Josh Bell about Happy Death Day to you. Um, I hope you went out and saw Happy Death Day to you because it's a really fun movie and I do think we need a third one in this series. There's not a lot of movies that uh, really warrant sequels, but 
when the filmmakers are really going this creative and trying new things and trying daring to be different um you know i hope they keep making them so uh with that said again this is the beginning of year two of piecing it together we have a lot planned uh we actually have a whole bunch of episodes in the can right now so this month uh, february was a ton of episodes we we're supposed to do eight we ended up doing seven uh it's just the way it worked out um but we might have eight this month uh i they're just not slowing down <laughs> i don't plan it that way but uh we got a lot coming along with that uh right now because this is the beginning of year two i can tell you that if you go to our website piecingpod.com there is now an episode search feature and it's really, really cool. I put a lot of work into getting this thing up and running. Um, and what it does is you can now click on the names of movies that we have covered on the show. Not just the main you know, movie like Happy Death Day to You, but all of the puzzle pieces that we discussed on every episode. And so you could see how they overlap and everything. So you could uh, you know, click on The Dark Knight and then click on uh, Groundhog's Day and then click on whatever and find out what episodes we talked about you know this this and this movies on um it's a really fun feature as we continue throughout this next year and just doing more and more episodes and really building this feature out um it's going to get really interesting as you're able to really um you know filter out episodes this way and find movies and find uh find episodes based on movies that you love um it's going to be a really cool thing going forward so definitely check that out and while you're there sign up for our mailing list and while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. I think I told you that at the beginning of the show, so you should have done that by now. You can also rate and review us on iTunes. You can follow us on social media, at PiecingPod. And last but not least, join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group, where we have a special contest going on right now. If you check out the header image, it's something that I designed it is a big old pile of puzzle pieces, and in there are 28 pieces of movies. Classic movies. A lot of them are movies that we've discussed here on the show. Well, there's also some classics that we may not have discussed before. Um, I just kept finding movies. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put that one in. I'm going to put that one in. I'm going to put that one in. If you can find all 28 and send me an email, you're going to win a prize. And that prize is a $20 fandango gift card so see what you could do go join our group piecing it together a movie discussion group check out that header image and try to find all 28 movies if you find them send me an email let me know and uh you're gonna win something so uh with that being said that's the end of today's episode like i said we got a whole bunch of new episodes on the way and uh, I'm going to leave you guys with a piece of music, as I always do. And this one's a little different, what I'm uh, going to be playing you today. Uh, the old Piecing It Together theme. Uh, this morning, when I was working on some new music, I actually just did it like last minute. I was trying to get this thing put together. Uh, before I started on that whole new theme that I played at the end, uh, at the beginning of the episode, I actually started first on more of like just a remix of the old theme. And then I took that remix and I made like an extended two minute long version as like a full song of it. Um, quite frankly, I 
don't think it's finished finished um it's definitely a work in progress and as you could tell i've decided to go a different direction with the final theme i want it to be something completely new and different for the new year uh but i might as well let you guys hear it so uh i'm going to play you guys out with the remixed updated version of the piecing it together theme so enjoy that let me know what you think of the new regular theme too and uh we'll talk to you guys next week And all points west.